Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 20 of the Startup Menu, the podcast that follows our bootstrap startup named Menu, M-E-N-Y-U. In this episode, we're going to discuss when to automate and when to do real connections or personalized touches. Uh, my name is Adam Van Buskirk, and with me is my co-founder, Kevin Sims. What's going on, Kevin? Oh, not much. Everything's going good. Good, good. Huh, kind of butchered that opening. Yeah. <laughs> Getting rusty. Right. Big it's episode twenty. This is like a this yeah. is an anniversary. It's episode. like a milestone. Yeah. yeah. Right. Wow. wow. We uh, mowing through them. We're in December. When did we? Do you remember what month did we start these in? I want to say like end of sep- September. We've been what doing them like one one a week. I would say like yeah. September. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So twenty weeks. That's uh, that's five months yeah oh man yeah so longer than that yeah, yeah. probably longer than that like then. july or yeah, something yeah. probably wow and yeah so uh, what do you what have you been working on yeah yeah so you know just punching menus and uh you know we got a, a couple um what is it restaurant claims and issues come in yeah seem to be getting a lot of claims lately yeah actually. yeah are they um, are they legitimate yeah like so the restaurant um is the jack and does one was it real Jack and Doe's. Is that yeah. today? It's from Kenton with a K. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. that's what that's that. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. That's my hometown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> They just opened it, and I, I put it in. Oh, okay. And he claimed it like a week later. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know the person, but. Oh, yeah, that one's real. Um, we actually got a restaurant issue, or actually, like, they're just kind of, like, updates people need to certain menus. So I got one of those updated um, for a customer. Um, tried to get them to take it over. Seemed like they <laughs> didn't want to, but they was like, "Oh yeah, you can um, update this for us if that's possible." I was like, "Yeah, sure." And um, we had one from a group. It was actually a restaurant group. They said the hours was wrong on one of their restaurants, so I, you know, emailed them and then fixed that. And then yeah, basically it, yeah, punching more menus and grading still. That's good. Yeah, it's uh, we've gotten. We get uh, uh, maybe what two or three users a week. Um, yeah, we just got like a new user registration today. Yeah, based on the username, though, I'd say it probably. Yeah, that's what it was like QSDF. Yeah, yeah, I think they basically kinda... just typed some keys on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's um, what I was wondering. Yeah, that yeah. one's not real promising, yeah. but yeah, we get we get um, we get I'd say mm, yeah two to four a week probably, which isn't a lot, but. Um, Slowly but surely, you know, user registrations are trickling in. Um, we did the customer hassle map on photos, and I, actually we did it on the login a little bit. Put the Facebook thing in. That's not getting used a lot. Like you said, it might be a lot of people in the app already. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I think all the privacy issues with Facebook, I think, is probably yeah. discouraging people too. But one thing I had thought of with tweaking that even a bit further is I think I can get away with taking out the zip code. And I think there's another field in there. I forget exactly what fields we have in the sign-up form. Oh, not a lot. Yeah. But I think I could take zip code out and another field. I think I could take two more fields out, which, you know, the less fields you have on a login form, you mm-hmm. have a better chance to That's convert. okay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I wonder if you could, like, say, have them just do, like, a username and password and then they fill in the rest once they get in there or something yeah well you have to you want their email for sure all the email yeah, yeah. So or you'll get all kinds link. of yeah junk so email password and then we have first and last name 
Um, could look at maybe getting rid of like last name or combining them and just having name or something. But mm-hmm. um, want to be careful there because eventually I, I wouldn't mind using the first name across the site. Matter of fact, I think I do it now. Oh, so but I don't want to use the last name. So if we combine them to one name I and see. someone does their full name, but they don't want their full name on this, on the same. Yeah, so it's probably best to leave those oh, I got as you. well. But. The zip code we can definitely do later. It's nice to have people's location, but like with a Facebook login, we don't take a uh, zip code. But they can go to their settings screen and enter in their location. Mm. So we could get rid of the zip for our standard users and do the same thing. Oh, I see. And eventually, as we get a lot more users signing up, right now they just have to go complete that under their settings page. But eventually, if we get tons of users signing up, what I'll do is every time they uh, – log in or like each day if they visit a page that's logged in for like the first time for the day mm-hmm. it'll actually give them like a pop-up oh i got you saying you know to fully finish utilize our features exactly yeah. so we can we can do that down the road when there's a time for it but yeah so i thought about uh trying to you know clean that up a little bit just because you know you were saying we get a lot of leads to the sign-in page but yeah not a lot of people sign up but i will say i was looking at the stats compared to the numbers you're telling me we get there and it's probably on par it's about two percent and two percent is a good conversion on anything online gotcha so not that that's great but i would i would say though we're probably about in line with the leads going to the page of Hmm. how many signups we get newsletters those still trickle in get about 10 a week uh, which is encouraging, sending out our free magnets. If anyone's listening, they want a free <laughs> yeah. menu magnet, join our newsletter, right. which we don't send out. So yeah, right. <laughs> it's a total, total freebie for you, right, and yeah. you don't have to get newsletters. Occasionally, Kevin will send company information out. but And then uh, doing a lot of coding, just a lot of little tweaks to make things better. And um, Oh, I put the review system in. Actually, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't think I've talked about this on oh, these yeah. um, yeah, got it where you can leave a up to a five-star review, and the reviews actually show on the profiles. So that's and, – and, again, their last episode I was talking about how I worked on the user – the public side of the user profile, and eventually I want to do more with that, but I just kind of have the base framework in. The reviews are the same. You can do a five-star review, leave a nice text. It'll show your little avatar beside it. But that's just the base of where I want to go, to be honest with you. Like, eventually what I want to do is I want to have, like, under their little avatar, how many reviews they've mm. left, how many points they have, yeah. you know, just a lot more detail. detail yeah. And where it's more interactive and kind of alive. You know, it's kind of funny because we ha- we'll we see how the KPIs come out next month, or I should say how it- December's KPIs come out in early January, but I suspect we'll break our user record. Um, because our traffic's down quite a bit, um, but our user signups are up slightly. And we'll, I think our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about our KPIs and stuff, so we'll get into that stuff more. But I've noticed as I add all these features and I'm working on this stuff, the more information and the more interactivity you have with content from users, the more our website feels alive. Yeah, and I think I think that a live feeling is what is going to draw users in. Think, yeah, if right. they come and they feel like it's a ghost town and everything's <laughs> yeah. stagnant though, yeah. and they're just kind of and and they may like find the menu they want, and they really enjoy all that, mm-hmm. or use it to call the restaurant or. But then they like 
there's no reviews. There's no mention of like a menu user anywhere. Right. They don't see leaderboards on and on. I think that I think that's what kind of we're dealing with now because we're new. Exactly. But I I noticed myself like as I added the leaderboard mm-hmm. and then we had a link on the profile page with three pictures of people that goes to the leaderboard. Then you can take pictures and the, it'll tell you who took the picture. And you can tap on their name and then it'll take you to their profile and show you who Adam is. And then there's reviews and it says those are by, you know, Kevin. You yeah. can tap on Kevin. All that stuff like brings the site alive. Right. Like more people are crawling. Even like in the uh, Google Analytics, I go to like that little behavior flow a lot and I can see people like spidering to like other parts of the site. Like they'll go from the menu to the customer sign-up page, then to the restaurants page, and then to the founders page. Yeah, they like, never used to. Yeah. For the most part, yeah, they used right. to just go to the main. Yeah, and they the call main. that a bounce rate. So I imagine our bounce rate's dropping, which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, pro- yeah probably on like some pages, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we always had a really high bounce rate, but for our business model, to be honest with you, it, you we kind of wanted a high business bounce rate because we made the one page where when they come from Google, everything it needs on that page. Oh, yeah. Because they Which, might make a phone call or go to Google Maps. Like, yeah, so, yeah so there would be a high likelihood they never go to a second page, so our bounce rate would be 100%. But, like, if there's one user and they never went to another page, it would be 100%. And the higher the bounce rate, the worse. But for us, that actually says that we're doing an amazing job with that one page. Oh, like yeah. Like we intended to. So right. bounce rates are very deceiving but now you you would probably we typically were in the mid 80s i think which is crazy high for most most businesses but for ours you know not bad you know like i said kind of intended but i bet if you look now i don't know if you did look but i bet your um, bounce rates are probably in the 60 and eh, 60 is probably really really good probably like 70 percent range um so it'll be interesting to see if those keep falling Oh, yeah. The bounce rates. Right, the rates, will. yeah, based on how that's going. But outside that stat, though, you're right. I mean, what that shows that it's People coming are, alive. Yeah, becoming and more, you know, uh, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. who's this person? Oh, how do they get points? How do yeah. you get points? Oh, you can get points for this? Like oh, there's the a leaderboard. founders, yeah, who's those guys? Yeah, yeah like, who's so, those yeah, guys? Right. Who's doing that? Oh, maybe I'll sign up. Let me look at it. Eh, not yet. <laughs> yeah, then they right. go back to, you know, yeah, that, yeah that's all. Right. A very, very positive sign for us, and I think a precursor and an initial indicator of the user interest. So I think that'll be a lot, a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do code-wise and things like that to, to build that those features, but good sign nonetheless. But let's jump into this episode. So we're talking about automation versus what we're calling real connections. So, you know, automating, uh, let's talk about why automating some business processes can help uh, help the business improve and prove beneficial. But there's other times when you just kind of want a real genuine connection uh, to bring long-lasting value to the business and really like a customized personal touch. So, Kevin, why don't you take – you got a couple of notes jot down. Why don't you kind of run us through them and let's talk about some of this. Yeah, I think uh, from an automation standpoint, uh, it kind of helps like, you know um, – you know, save a lot of man hours, not having to do stuff that necessarily doesn't, re- you know, sh- probably shouldn't re- really require, you know, work out of a, like a user. So, you know, like um, sending emails when someone signs up for like a, a newsletter or, um, you know, having certain web forms that people can fill out to get certain things, um, having tasks kind of like how we do, like every uh, day we get an email that says like, 
you know, how many emails, uh, menus were skipped or, um, yeah, like you know, stats, stats like, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have, so people that claim their restaurants and update their menus, you know, once a month or the first of every month, we have an automated email that goes out and just lets them, you know, reminds them to go ahead and keep their profiles up to date yeah. and stuff. That's a good example. You know, if, if we didn't have that, this other piece that you're going to talk about, the personal connection, you know, if you have a thousand restaurants that claim their menus and you want to make sure their menus are up to date, I mean, do you, you wouldn't want to send <laughs> no. a thousand personalized, personalized emails. emails, no, you know, cause 800 of them might get ignored. Exactly. So to your point, it's kind of, that would be an example where that's really just not a good utilization of your time. Right for the return you're going to get from taking the time to try and be personal, that really should be automated and make it efficient. But there's going to be times where you do want to have a personal email or, you know, uh, like a customized from you. Truly, this is Kevin. Yeah. Not from our bot, Kevin. Right, yeah. It's like, you know, and that, and I think that goes into like how some of the, you know, like if a restaurant gets claimed or there's a specific issue someone has. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah, those are perfect examples yeah. where, like, and you handle those. Right. But, but yeah, because they're claiming the restaurant. Maybe they're like, who the hell are these guys putting my menu on here? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm going to claim and see who these guys are. And, you know, so yeah, if you send them just some bot email. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I mean, they may be, oh, it's another one of these or whatever, but it, it really, that's a situation where we get a big return on your time of typing that email to those guys because it goes a long way when they're expecting a bot a response, bot response and, yeah. and they get a human. And by the way, the human's the founder of the company. Yeah. I mean, that goes it's a long huge, way. Yeah, and then that's just yeah. like how the issue we uh, we saw, what was that, a couple months back when the um, – um, what was it the restaurant that had? Yeah, there's a guy. Yeah, yeah a guy in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh had the restaurant, yeah. and he has like say uh, kind of a higher class restaurant and has 20 items on his menu, but he changes them like daily. And he reached out to us, yeah, and he uh, through the website, and he said, uh, I can't remember what he said, but he was upset. You know, he's just like, oh my, you know, I don't know who who you guys are, but my menu changes daily, and. I have customers complaining because the items are all wrong and this and that. So Kevin and I actually reached out to him and said, you know, hey, we're, we're sorry. We apologize. We certainly don't want to cause you or your business any frustration. Um, you know, so we told him, we said, we'll take your uh, menu down. And he loved it. He's like, wow. He's like that. He's like, you guys are, he's like, you guys are ahead of the competition. What you're doing is amazing. And he said, with follow through like that, you know, you guys have a promising future. And uh, he even told us, he said, leave my profile up because we said, we'll take you clear off the website if you want. Or we'll just take your menu off, you know, just let us know what you want. And he actually had us keep the profile and the phone number and just put a message where the menu's at that just says call for dishes or whatever. So exactly, a great story that where if it would have been a bot... Oh, yeah. Now he's trying to go to our Facebook. Right. And, I mean, he's drumming up all kinds yeah. of, not trouble, but, you know, he's just desperate to reach a person. Yeah, right? and then he's yeah. probably, like, on social media, like, you know, saying, hey, if you deal with this company, they're fi- they're they're screwing with my company. And now yeah. other people see that. But then now it's like we nixed, nixed it in the bud immediately. Yeah, yeah, and made him happy. Made him happy. Made him, yeah, yeah and he's, his right. profile, st- for, for all we know, and it probably does, because I know the restaurant, um, he probably still gets traffic. Traffic. To it, yeah. He probably still gets phone calls and website clicks and all that other good stuff, and he doesn't have to deal with the the menu issues. Yeah, so, right. So yeah. yeah, I think that's another thing. Yeah, with the automation thing, uh, it, it's a time and place for it. But I think like you know, especially as you're building a business, um, that saves a lot of time. 
um, on your part, not having to like do, you know, every morning you wake up, you got to go in the database, say fine, you know, say the, all the menus that was put in for the day or whatever. And, you know, from a personalized uh, perspective, um, personalized emails and phone calls just help, you know, if you listen to our previous episode, build the, uh, you know, um, relationships and things like that with, you know, customers and people yeah. you deal with. I was going to say with us, I think an example with you on that one, employees, um, you know, you communicate with our employees oh, a lot, yeah. but there probably are many software companies out there where they can like, you know, claim work or whatever and they just, you know, start working and maybe don't even know oh, yeah, the owners or who they're dealing with and just kind of kill morale, you know, but like you talk to them, they have personal things happen yeah. I and mean, you talk to them, you work like you have good I think that's what even keeps, keeps them around too because I think a lot of just in the building connections part, uh, you know, like you said, the workers, they, they, they know I'm real. They can, you know, message me anytime. And that's probably what keeps them around. No one wants to deal with turnover. You know, training sucks. No one wants to train all the time. It wastes money on our part. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you know, like with the scrap factor, you get stuff like that where they're putting in bad content and things like that. So I think as we – what we had, like, these employees for a long time, but they have, like, a personal relationship with me because they can just easily just message me and stuff like that. So that's the thing where, like, you can't just automate stuff like that. No, yeah, yeah. and I bet even um, even with a lot of companies, I bet – I bet, yeah, that's a big struggle because, you know, a lot of companies, too, will have, like, six managers deep or whatever. Oh, so your yeah. employees are still – they're still, dealing with someone that's, like, nasty right. or rude or doesn't want to – so, yeah, the fact that it's a founder and a startup is just icing on the cake for those for those employees, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I see on the, on the notes we have jotted here, so for a good candidate for um, kind of auto- automation and um, something that's not real personable is scheduled tasks and uh, – we should talk about that a little bit because I know we have been guilty of this and we've gotten much better at it. We're real good at it now, but there were times when we'd be, you know, I would, um, each night I'd fire up my Mac and I'd kind of do the, do a routine of something. I'm trying to think of what examples were, but we had a lot of things like that. And, um, I just, it would hit me. I know where I'd be like, why am I doing this manually? And I would go and I'd schedule a task or I would write software to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a lot of times they're like queries. Uh, so for example, we have, we have some KPIs now and the tables with the KPIs that we track, the tables get built, um, by an automated script. And then we have a web dashboard. We can just go look at them anytime we want. I have a shortcut on my phone. I used to go into the log into the SQL database and then type the SQL statement, oh, and view yeah. the data to look at the numbers. <laughs> right. And then on top of it, I wouldn't even save the SQL statements. Like the next day, I want <laughs> to see the numbers, and I'd have again. to do it yeah, all over yeah. again. And like literally, one day it just hit me. I'm like, "What am I doing? I'm like, I'm wasting so much time doing this. Why don't I do it once and then I just look at it anytime I want?" Right. And I did it, and it's amazing. But we've had several examples. Yeah, like I think that. even from like the employee standpoint, I used to actually just go into the database and go each line by line for each employee and tally up how many hours they worked. <laughs> yeah. But now it's just... I mean, we did the same thing yeah, with Rose Software. Same, but, yeah, that's the exact same thing. It's yeah. like, what? but, yeah, you may have done that for two, three months before you told me. Told you or something, and yeah. Then, yeah, but it's like, what? And it's it's hard when you're, like, in the middle of it just working. It's very easy to not realize you're doing, like, stuff that could be automated. Yeah, like... 
exactly. seems so simple, but like it usually just hits you like, what am I doing? Right. You know, and then you automate it, and boy, we've saved. I just don't even know how many hours through through things like that because we were doing all kinds of manual things. Oh yeah, this is crazy. What else do we have here? We have uh, sending emails. We touched on that uh, pretty good. We have web forms. Yeah, um, yeah forms, and then the uh, just. I mean, the I know the the man hour is just in automation, but uh, just going down to like the building connections. Uh, you know, personalized phone calls and in person meetings. I think that's one thing a lot of people might struggle with as far as like communication and being able to like talk to like you know, in, at a professional level, you know, I think some people might have, you know, issues with meetings or getting on the phone because they just may not have that, like the interpersonal skill to yeah. like hold a good business conversation. Oh yeah. There's a lot of people like that. Yeah. yeah. Don't like, that. like I, I don't, I hate talking on the phone, but I'm comfortable with it. Yeah. yeah. I just don't enjoy right, it. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I tend to shy away from it. And then, yeah, meetings, you know, obviously if you want to, you know, network or work the startup circles and things like that. Meetings can be a, um, yeah, if you're good at those, that can actually be a huge advantage. Do we, we talked about the email portion and we talked about um, kind of, you know, just being personal with our employees and stuff. I mean, out of like email, phone calls, meetings, you know, anything else you can think of, What is there anything else you kind of do personally with our business that you think gives us an advantage? Mm. from a personal standpoint i mean i mean we're kind of online and well not not personal life but like yeah, with yeah. our business with the know? business yeah yeah in person but we're we're kind of online and highly automated which is good because yeah. our margins quite frankly are razor thin so we need to be highly automated and cost efficient or we we won't survive but um, i was gonna try i was trying to think i I don't. I don't. To be honest with yeah. you, all my work is almost all through the website. Yeah. Um, I know you were doing sales calls with restaurant owners for a while. Yeah, and uh, that, that was, was tough because yeah, like the timing. Yeah. Like, um, you know, especially with us having full time jobs. By the time I was on lunch, they were on lunch rush. By the time I left, they were gone at three o'clock. And if I'm calling in the morning, they're get prepping for the day. So it was like, it's one of those things where you like that. That's like one thing where you would have to automate by either outsourcing it and having someone else do it, and then just following up like another employee, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But that's and then um, you know, but outside of anything else, I think the only other thing that probably hasn't been automated is like grading of the menus. <laughs> that's it. But oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's something that you know, it's 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 not bad doing it because like like I said, it's uh. One of those things that has to be carefully done to make sure that we're getting the right stuff in. Yes, yeah, yeah. Eventually, it would be nice to automate it. I'm just thinking through my head. I don't. That's one of the few things I don't. I don't talk details on the podcast yeah, about. Right. But yeah, just thinking through how it would work. I, I don't know if we could automate it or not. I mean, anything's possible, but like within my realm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I could do it, but yeah, eventually we. It would be nice if we could automate that for sure because that is one thing that takes a lot of time. That's why it's important to automate anything you can because we would have never had time before. Did oh, it. no, yeah. So, like, I mean, there's probably, you know, if you have to grade 150 menus or so, I mean, yeah, that could be like your 
yeah, do like 12 hours eight. across three days or whatever. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, you got to have, you know, it's good that you have time for that. If we hadn't automated all this other stuff, you wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and eventually you and I have talked as well. Um, as we start making more money, I, I think the, the way to still get excellent grading, but automated is similar to what you just said, the sales calls. We just pay someone to grade. Oh yeah. You know, that's probably, right. you know how we can grade right out of the queue. Yeah. You let the employees, you know, give right. them the same security and, um, they'll have to be good, but you know, we got some good employees. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. Training. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, yeah, you train them good and. You know, have them looking for the right things and obviously yeah, get the same result out of it. Yeah, yeah. So maybe if we can make more money, uh, we can do that. But our next uh, episode, we're going to talk about uh, how little money we're making. So yeah. it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna <laughs> to be a while before we, we get to that, I think. But um, any last thoughts for the listeners out there when it comes to, like, automating or, you know, uh, trying to do something themselves kind of on a customized approach? Oh, yeah, I think uh, sometimes, yeah, like uh, like you said, sometimes you're doing things that you you could just sit there and realize, like, wait, why am I doing it like this? You know, find find a way to automate it. And, you know, I think automation is good. Um, like you said, it helps save man hours and, uh, you know, helps free up time that you could be doing something else. And then but at the same time, at the same time, when building a business, I think you should always, you know, keep looking into like those personalized emails and calls and things with like customers where you know if it is an issue or a complaint that you take it up you know immediately stuff like that yeah no great advice yeah don't don't automate the wrong things right uh, just to follow that up the one thing i would say is um because it is easy to slip into your routine and not automate stuff that you should automate is uh, you can always just write down everything you do just take one day oh yeah and as you're doing it jot it all down and read through it later and you'll probably that'll help you identify a lot of the spots that you can automate or that you shouldn't so that's going to wrap up episode 20 and uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you later